the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, it's Crystal from 104.1 The Fish, and I am so excited to be hosting today's Best Day Ever podcast. My guests today are some amazing women. I can't wait to introduce them to you. And it's one of my favorite subjects, pageants. (laughs) So let's have some fun with Miss Portland and Miss Washington County. With a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice and Criminology, she graduated from Aloha High School. We're going to be talking about her platform. We're going to be talking about her ambitions, her talents. I'm talking about Miss Jamie Worth. She is the current Miss Washington County. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) And Shivali Kadam is a graduate of Oregon State University. She has a Bachelor's of Science degree in Chemical Engineering. She graduated from Tualatin High School with an international baccalaureate diploma. We're going to talk about her platform and her talent. Both of them are preparing for the Miss Oregon pageant. And by the way, Miss Shivali is Miss Portland. Get excited. Yes, I've already tried on the crowns. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked great on you. <laughs> oh, you are so sweet. I told these ladies, how does it feel being interviewed now by one of the judges that helps you get where you are? Weird. <laughs> It's fun to actually have time with you because beforehand, when you're judging, we don't ever get to ask you questions or talk with you. Mm -hmm. There's not much interaction. And so it's fun to actually be around you and get to laugh and just joke and it's it's more casual. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Hey, it's all over now. Oh, you know? I'm still yeah, terrified of you, so I don't know. <laughs> don't be terrified. Okay. I am harmless. Um, I was sharing with... scored? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. So earlier, Jamie and I were talking about, you know, my experience in pageants. Mm-hmm. And I was in the Miss America program as well mm-hmm. in 19... 19- <clears throat> before both of you were born. <laughs> so, you know, it's really weird to be able to be on the other side of the coin judging when many times we've heard in the past you know some of these pageants might be altered or fixed well being able to be behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and being able to be a judge I can honestly say it was a delight to -hmm. see both of you win the crown Mm -hmm. and knowing that I was a part of a process where I didn't get to talk to the other judges we didn't only not get to talk to you we couldn't talk to the other judges either so to know that your judging was what made this happen Mm -hmm. it's incredible and i'm very (laughs) pleased both of these ladies are just incredible i'd love to hear from both of you about your platforms and how you are representing washington county and portland so we're going to start with jamie be mindful brain injury awareness and that's very close to you for a specific reason. Yeah. You had a brain injury. Yeah. Well, when I was 14 years old, I was at basketball practice and I got a knee smashed into my forehead. And then a couple weeks later, I got hit in the head again, which gave me second impact syndrome. And at that time, concussions were just being talked about and being researched. And I ended up 
it t- took me about two years to recover, and I went through five different types of therapy and also missed about a year of school in that process. My goodness. How has that changed your life? It has altered it completely. But one thing I'm really grateful for from all of it was that it gave me a passion and an understanding of people that are experiencing brain injuries because it's an invisible injury. And so it's all unseen. And the struggle that you go through emotionally and physically and even socially and in school as well is it's all altered and affected, sometimes in a negative way. And so it's been really great to reach out to the community and provide resources for kids, whether they're younger or even adults too. Your scholastic career ambition is to obtain a master's in forensic psychology and work Mm -hmm. for the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the the overall goal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Personally, how did you have to prepare for this pageant, knowing that that is a part of your life? It's been very challenging to prepare. Um, so overall, I've had 10 concussions within the past 11 years. And once you get one, it's easier to get another one. And the recovery process looks different each time. And so for me, since the first one, I've had long-term effects. So fatigue, memory loss is a short-term memory loss, concentration, speed of processing, and so on. And for me, that's very hard because a lot of the things I'm preparing are are different speaking engagements. So for an example, just talking with you right now, I want to be as clear as possible and communicate as best as I can. But sometimes with a brain injury, it's hard to formulate your opinions. It's hard to find certain words and it's hard to just clearly communicate. And so in this position as a title holder, you have many speaking engagements and um, it can be discouraging at times, but it's challenged me even more. Well, let me just say this. You're doing extremely well. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and you did extremely well in the pageant, obviously. <laughs> thank so, you. So <laughs> kudos to you and best wishes as you move on to the Miss Oregon pageant. Thank you so much. Now, Miss Shivali. Yes. Miss yes. <laughs> Shivali. Her platform, STEM to Bloom, growing the next generation of female engineers and scientists. And as soon as I read that about you, all I could think of is that commercial that is on the air right now and how proud you must be to be a part of this movement and seeing women entering into careers that not that long ago Mm -hmm. they were not a part of. And they still really aren't a part of them. Currently in the U.S., only 13% of working engineers are women, so there's still a huge gender discrepancy that we have to overcome. And right now, you're actually working in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Come so, on now. Tell us about yeah. what you're doing. I know you can't tell us everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, while well, I got my degree in chemical engineering, right now I work in construction engineering management. So I work as a construction manager for an engineering firm, and I actually work in the semiconductor manufacturing uh, industry. So I help install and demo machines that build computer chips, essentially. Uh-huh. Well, get excited. That's a way <laughs> above incredible. my pay grade. That's all I'm saying. Now, your scholastic career ambition is to get your Master's of Science in Engineering Management, mm-hmm. but you're already managing. Right. Wow. I mean, obviously, school is never out for the pro. Right. I always say that. No matter what you do mm-hmm. in life, if you continue to grow and learn, you'll never stop achieving. And there's always another goal mm-hmm. after you've achieved this goal. And so, that's what's great about the Miss America organization is that it offers us these opportunities to pursue our educations, even not with the age change to 25. I'm a 25-year-old. So now I have this added opportunity to pursue my master's degree. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so glad yes. you mentioned that because I was going to say for both of you, of all the ways you could succeed in your life, why have you chosen to succeed in the Miss America competitions? So for me, it's the scholarship and the service aspect. I think that the Miss America organization provides an incredible opportunity for people to further whatever their personal platform is. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really neat to if you have something that you're passionate about to go this route and at the same time you earn scholarship money for school to further that passion i totally agree with what jamie said and i would say as someone who's been a title holder in this organization for four years and it being my last year of eligibility i really feel that i have a duty to this program to see it grow and thrive in the future so that girls you know, who were like me back in 2016, where I was so painfully shy, I would not have been able to do this even, you know, a podcast, just talking to you, someone who's a stranger to me, like being in this program and being a title holder gave me the confidence to find my voice and to express my values and my beliefs to greater audiences. And I want those opportunities for every girl that goes through this program. Yeah, that's so, yep. Yep. I love it. Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. Yeah, drop the mic. Both of you are leaders in the community. How important is it for you to represent your generation for the city of Portland, for Washington County? It's extremely important. I think... For me, it's almost it's discouraging to see you know the media these days and who young girls have to look up to in the entertainment industry. While there are some very fine role models, I don't think entertainers necessarily fit what those girls necessarily need. So to have the Miss America organization put forth these girls who value their education, their careers, their yeah. personal development, I think that's a really important message that is so needed for today's youth. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. I mean, yes, ditto to everything you just (laughs) said. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, too, especially as title holders, it's important for us to continue to be relatable to girls. And it's one thing to see us on social media or to see, you know, you can see Miss America from afar, and it looks like this unattainable figure to that you want to be, but you think, oh, I can never get there. I can never be that. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that this program really finds people from all different areas of life and brings them to the same greater purpose. And it's been really neat to see that happen. Oh, yeah. And the Miss America pageant has actually changed Mm kind of midstream this year. Mm -hmm. How did the swimsuit issue affect you all as far as the competition and preparing for it was concerned? Yeah. Were you disappointed? Were you did it matter? I think yeah. I think we're still processing. Absolutely. I, I know I am. <laughs> yeah. I have days where I am miss it because it was this added challenge and for me it was a real challenge to get into shape. Probably it was my um the phase of competition that was the most difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So part of me was misses having that challenge, but at the same time I think that it does make the program a bit more relevant just because it's really hard to go to sponsors and talk about uh, education and scholarship opportunities when you have this component of competition that is physically based. Right. And I've had people you know, say that to me all the time, like, well, we want to support this, but you walk around in bikinis and that's not really in line with mm-hmm. the professionalism aspect that we envision when we want yeah. to support a program. Right. The yeah. teen contestants, uh, Miss America's Outstanding Teen Program still has a fitness portion of competition mm-hmm. and they do a fitness routine in a cute little fitness outfit yeah Yeah. but it's it's the leggings it's you know full body for the most part yeah usually it's a sponsored outfit so they'll all wear a uniform you all didn't have to do fitness not this year so that change came actually almost exactly a year ago um Mm -hmm. it was announced on good morning america oh that's right and 
I think more so than the change, the way the change was announced was what was so jarring to (laughs) contestants and all of the stakeholders in the organization because it was mid-pageant week for some girls. I I think it was the Miss Georgia pageant that week that girls were going into interview either that day or the next and they hear this announcement that at Miss America this year, we're not having swimsuit. And if you're someone who, you know, relied on swimsuit to get points or had a fitness oriented platform, you know, that completely shakes you. It would shake me. Absolutely. (laughs) So I wish there was a little bit more consideration put forward in how the announcement was made Mm -hmm. because contestants are stakeholders in this program. We are the figureheads and... I think I would have liked a little bit more notice because yeah. Joe Schmo at Fred Meyer like found out at the same time I did. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, what yes. about you? Anything you'd like to add to that? I think she said, well, she says everything honestly perfectly. <laughs> so, but, um, Stop. Yeah. Stop. You know, for me, one reason I didn't compete originally um, when I found about, out about this program three years ago was because of the swimsuit portion. And it was very intimidating for me um, being someone that struggled with weight issues my entire life. That was just something I was not comfortable with. But also I pushed through that and it actually became an awesome portion of the of the program because it was it pushed me in a different way that I never pushed myself and it really it was crazy to see how confident I ended up becoming being in a swimsuit on stage in front of Mm -hmm. people that pushed me to a whole other level that I never had reached before um I think that it would be cool if they still incorporated the lifestyle and fitness aspect to the Miss America organization just in a different way. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a swimsuit, but I think that they should still keep around in some aspect. Some aspect. Yeah. I think the overall goal, and correct me if I'm wrong, was so that more women whose body shapes are not the typical would feel that they could compete in mm-hmm. a pageant like this, where in the past it would never have been a consideration. Yeah. And um, I love how Nike and different companies, Nordstrom, Old Navy just recently came out with full figured mannequins. Yeah, right. Uh, so that women of all shapes and sizes could go in and get their fitness gear. So fitness is a part of our culture. Right. Absolutely. And it is important. We all want to look good and feel good, mm-hmm. more so for our health benefits mm-hmm. than anything else. Absolutely. And so we don't want to stay on this too long because. <laughs> but that's you know, a really great point. I think yeah. having the fitness portion of competition it allowed us to have that conversation of what health looks like and what fitness should be. And now we don't get to have that conversation. And it's a little disconcerting because there's sort of this implication that, you know, if you're not a size two or four, you should feel uncomfortable to compete. And that's that's not the case. We welcome all body types and all shapes and sizes. And really, it falls on the judges to have a holistic understanding of what health means to them. Absolutely. Yes. So moving on from the physical aspect Mm -hmm. of the competition, mentally, spiritually, Mm. how did those aspects of preparation get you to where you are today? It's a big part. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's really everything. And I think that's, as I kind of reflect on my time in the organization, that's been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is the power of, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but just believing in yourself. Because when you're in front of five judges trying to convince them to give you this job, you can only do that if you truly believe that you can do the job. Mm -hmm. And 
that's where having a lot of mental fortitude comes into play because there's always going to be voices that tell you, you know, this isn't good enough. You're not doing this right. You need to work on this. And you have to take that in stride. Obviously, you should always want to improve. But knowing that you have intrinsic value and that you are your own person, no one on that stage can be you. And that is your power. And going forward with that through every phase of competition. I love that you you mentioned that, too, about it being a job. Mm-hmm. Because yes. as we were judging, you are literally almost applying for a position that is representative of not only your city, but potentially your state. Mm-hmm. And then as you move on to Miss America, the right. nation. Yeah. You're absolutely. an ambassador. Yes. That name, ambassador, what does that mean to you? And how best can you represent Washington County? I think it starts with being a servant leader. To me, that's what it means is serving first, but leading second. And it's about how you treat people, your character on the stage and also off the stage, that it's consistent Mm. and that you're representing throughout the year continually, not based on preparing, not just getting enough appearances to prepare for Miss Oregon, but continuing that far past Miss Oregon, regardless of the outcome. And I think it's just someone that has integrity and is consistent with their actions and what they're passionate about. Absolutely. Mm. Shivali, you're welcome to add anything that you'd like. No. That's that was oh. good. that's it. <laughs> Copy and paste that. <laughs> now this is tough because both of you are going to be competing very soon mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for the Miss Oregon pageant. You guys have become friends now, haven't you? Oh my gosh! We so, go back. Yeah, we go. Back. <laughs> so we actually competed with each other back in 2017. Yeah, and then. Jamie competed again for Washington. We went different pageants last year, and then we came back together this year. So we've known each other for three years now as the result of the Miss Washington County pageant. So the cattiness and all that stuff that people hear about, it's not necessarily true. Oh, it's all true for me. (laughs) I'm the instigator. All the cattiness. It's (laughs) one-sided. No, I mean, honestly, Shivali was one of the biggest parts in me competing even this year. I has... This could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but um, the first year that I met her, she was we were both competing for Washington County, and mm-hmm. I've learned so much from her, just how she carries herself, how she treats other people, how mm-hmm. she how she competes, and her mindset competing. It's never catty. It's never no. I, just this is about That's me. What she it's <laughs> <laughs> she's funny. When your heels too. went missing backstage. <laughs> I'm she telling you, know it is. your <laughs> talent should have been the comedy, honey. That's what you, you are just hiding some other talents that you have. Get she's, excited. Yeah, she's so funny. She's she like on my is. top 10 funny people list. I'm not going to lie. She's like one of the Did you record like, that? I want oh, it's yeah, all okay, recorded. Good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, so like she said, we... Um, went different ways the second year but then she has been a constant encourager and probably my biggest fan the past three years and if it weren't for her this year i wouldn't have even competed again and mm. so it's been so it gives me chills oh my i'm giving myself chills i'm sitting here thinking i'm glad i am not judging the miss oregon pageant because i was responsible for both of you getting excited uh, wishing you both the best thank you for that thank you so much is there anything in particular that you're working on right now towards that competition not to give each other a little heads up on one another but no, uh, well, no. we rehearse together we text each other every day yeah at this it's point. true we know each other's talents we can right. probably do each yeah. other's talents at I know, this point it's, it's oh, true. That is I was, yeah i was thinking she could probably recite my monologue by now to be honest i love but it i think right now it just comes down to trusting that you've done everything you can and 
everything else is just, you know, in God's hands or in what fate will have for you because there's no point. And there's, <laughs> it's like studying. It's like when you cram for an exam. Exactly. Right? It's really just because you physically need to do something and you, it's not actually helping. And then you get sleep deprived. So you're actually, it's a detriment to the end result yeah. anyway. Yep. So that's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, you can stress out as much as you want, but it's not actually going to make the outcome any better for you. Yeah. So at this point, just trusting yourself, enjoying every moment and reminding yourself that we still have a job to do yeah like, even yes. if we don't get miss oregon like absolutely. we are still we st- in my opinion we have the best jobs yeah regardless <laughs> what you know? have you done so far that you absolutely have enjoyed since oh. you have held the title Ooh. of miss washington and miss portland well i the dornbrecker visit yeah, yesterday I was, gonna was say that. Yeah. really powerful so we got to do a yeah. tour of dornbrecker children's hospital um the miss america organization's national platform is actually children's miracle network so dornbrecker is our local cmn hospital and yeah. we got to do a really great tour with nia jackson it was so sweet to get a full tour of the hospital i have been there before but i never got i never got to hear the history of it mm-hmm. um what each detail i mean they are so intricate mm-hmm. and intentional with how they've designed the hospital and what they do for those kids and the families so it was so neat to see and to hear the stories behind that and then we also got to (laughs) visit a six-year-old girl named lucy and it was her birthday so we got to sing happy birthday and spend some time with her and her family yeah so So, all four of us our teens were with us as well yeah got to go in and she had her little cape on and so you know, sweet. especially because you know <laughs> kids are there because they're not feeling great so yeah. anything we can do to make their day a little bit more special especially on their birthday yeah is just i mean those are the experiences that you keep with you oh, your whole absolutely. life yeah. i love both of you <laughs> what social issue other than your current platform will have the greatest impact you feel on your generation and why because a lot of people really have I think given the millennials, not necessarily a good rap. I think social media and how it's used mm-hmm. is a huge one and it gets bigger each year, I feel like. Yeah, I um, would actually add, I mean, because I work in the tech sector, that's just immediately where my mind goes. But yeah. there's been so many instances, even just recently, of you know cyber hacking and new technology technology coming out every day that allows for this level of it is it's you know cyber terrorism that we've never experienced before and that's something that even our laws aren't equipped to handle these situations like the city of baltimore was brought to a standstill a month ago because hackers found their way into their city system and completely debilitated them and then it was like it was it's insane because it's a hostage situation with files thankfully it's not people now but it's just as you know, debilitating to a city Absolutely. to have yeah. your infrastructure, your digital infrastructure just not work. So instances like that are just becoming more and more prevalent. And yeah, I'm excited to see how we handle this yeah. moving forward. <laughs> well, we need people like you. So get that. Yes. Masters of <laughs> right. science and She's on it. Yes, you are definitely. I got this, guys. <laughs> She's got this. Oh, my goodness. I have loved having both of you here. Um, Thank you, Chris. Thank you for Is there anything else that you all would like to add? I would just like to say for our listeners that Crystal was a phenomenal judge. Yes. You asked such (laughs) one. I've I've had plenty of interviews now. I feel comfortable (laughs) saying this. You asked such Mm. meaningful questions that were... They weren't like just generic, like, oh, I'm just going to ask every girl this. Like, they were in tune with who we were. And it was obvious that you were trying to understand you know, our stories and the types of miss, you know, what kind of miss Portland, miss Washington County we would be. And that was really appreciated because sometimes you get out of those interviews and you're like, I, they wouldn't know me from the stool next door. Like I, and you know, like I don't, (laughs) they didn't learn anything about me. So thank you for that. 
Oh, you are so welcome. You know, I I do have a passion for this. And I think just coming from the world of pageantry myself, Mm -hmm. didn't win Miss America. But I'm proud to have said that I was a part of that as well Mm -hmm. for scholarships, Mm -hmm. because it really did help shape me and help me get to where I am today as well. I think that those are the types of organizations and mentorship that young ladies need. And I'm so proud to be a part mm-hmm. of it. And now I'm on the board. So yes! yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing the Miss Portland and the Miss Oregon pageants come back around. Right. And you ladies are going to help by holding that torch for mm-hmm. the next generation. So yeah. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Best of wishes. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you all have a hashtag, a Twitter account, an Instagram we, where people can follow you? Our Insta yeah. fiends. <gasps> yeah. Okay. So I am at MissPortland.mao. And I am Miss Washington. What am I? Miss <laughs> she is. She's, she's, she's focused on Miss Oregon. M-A-O. She's like, I'm Miss Oregon. She's, she's focused America. on Miss Oregon. That's it. No. Okay, let's, get, let's be clear on yours. What is yours again? At MissWashCo.mao. Miss Washco, W A S H C O dot M A O. Oh, yes. With a little swagger. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, my hashtag is get excited. Oh. oh. Yeah, we have hashtags. Yeah, we do. I mean, we have hashtags that are about. I don't remember my Instagram. But so. oh, we don't oh. have fun <laughs> ones like that. <laughs> Wait, what's my radio personality? I want that one. Kavali. Okay. Kavali. Hashtag Kavali. Hashtag Kavali. <laughs> That's, okay. All right. So, yeah. She's my there. baby. It's a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Crystal Thornton from 104.1 The Fish. And until next time, you're listening to the best day ever. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.